The uh, teachers' contracts aren't the only contracts that have to be um, negotiated and are in the ongoing process of being negotiated. Um, There is a negotiation occurring in the city of Toronto for outside workers. After the outside workers finish their negotiations, then we move on to the inside workers. But it seems like we're kind of divided on um, what the city wants and what the outside workers want. At the heart of this discussion, uh, job security, benefits, uh, parental leave. Here to talk a little bit more about it and give us some insight, Denzel Minnan Wong joins us. He is the uh, chair of the city's collective bargaining subcommittee and also deputy mayor. Good to have you on the show, Denzel. Good morning. Thanks for being here. So, um, first of all, worst case scenario, if uh, these talks break down, when could we see some work stoppage for outside workers? Well, we don't want to see some uh, any type of work stop- stoppage. We like a deal, but um, the negotiations are are moving forward. We've we've been negotiating since the fall, but to answer your question, um, by the end of the month, uh, both sides would be, the union could could go on strike and the city would be in a position of a lockout. Obviously, that's something the city wants to avoid. I think we all want to avoid it. We'd like to find a deal. We don't want that inconvenience, but there are certain issues that need to get resolved. Um, the uh, the unions want to go backward in many in in many cases. We want to move forward. And, you know, there are certain cost uh, cost centers where we'd like to find some rationalization uh, that we think makes sense, that we think both the employees would wrap their arms around and we think are reasonable for the pu- and the public would be 100 percent behind. I'm going through your update here. You released a statement and um, it, it's an update on, on the collective bargaining process and what the issues are to date. I think the city is being relatively reasonable, but let's run through it for people. Um, one of the sticking points is job security. The last contract said that local 416 members who include garbage collectors and, and maintenance workers um, with 15 years of service as of December 31st, 2019, could not lose their job due to contracting out. The a union is wanting that move to the end of the new contract. And what is the city saying about that? Well, Jobs for Life, I think that um, the public has uh, is very familiar with. Uh, we took a strike under David Miller. He had, you know, he was all about Jobs for Life, guaranteeing jobs forever. Um, nobody has that in this world anymore. I have to remind you that we're one of the uh, top uh, top employers in the city, and uh, we we actually went through two rounds, um, and Jobs for Life was a, a big factor. We think that the existing arrangements we don't want to change the existing arrangements um, that they should stay put. The the union wants to go backward and and actually uh, give Jobs for Life to more people. We think that's fundamentally wrong and. And, and we don't believe it's necessary. I understand that uh, Brad Ross from the city said that uh, to the Toronto Star that no members have lost their jobs due to privatization. Can you confirm that? Less than five. Okay, less than five. So, Which well, is st- st- statistically <laughs> insignificant. How many people do you uh, employ in the outside workers? Uh, I Tens of thousands. Okay. Let's move on to benefits, because anytime you mess with benefits, it's uh, it's understandable. I look at my benefits as part of my salary, and I think a lot of people look at that. Um, you're looking at scaling back on some benefits. It seems reasonable to me, but um, city workers not so happy about it. Tell us about those. Yeah, let's be clear. We The city offers some of the best benefits around, um, but there are certain areas that the Auditor General, not city, the Auditor General recommended that we should find some cost containment. Um, uh, the first thing that uh, is erectile dysfunction drugs. And so um, uh, we think that there should be some limitations to those 
those uh, those medications, um, and uh, w- the city's paying out close to two million dollars for erectile dysfunction drug drugs. We think we have to put some um, boundaries around that, and we can think we can limit those costs. Uh, another example. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go back for a second. Yeah, we want to stick on the juicing and the performance enhancing drugs, if we could. Why is it the city's responsibility that they should? Uh, pay for performance-enhancing drugs in the bedroom. It's part of it's part of our package to allow um, certain medication to allow for uh, medications as part of the um, uh, our benefits package. Mm-hmm. Part of that uh, includes um, uh, erectile dysfunction drugs. Um, we would like to have some boundaries around that and have some cost controls around that. Okay, so what are we looking at for boundaries? Because um, apparently the city cost for Viagra's um, jumped to about from almost 412000 according to the Star, for outside workers in 2017 to more than 420000 last year. That's a lot of money. So what are you proposing? So um, we've seen an increase in this type of medication, the cost associated with type of medication. As I say, we've, in 2015, we paid approximately $2 million in that area. That cost center is going up. We would like to see, have a discussion about having some limits. So for example, if you have, um, if you need to use this medication for one reason or the other, that you have to phone the, um, our, our benefits people and, 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 uh, have an awkward conversation with them. How get permission? It's very funny because we're talking about erectile dysfunction, and I, and I notice you kind of dancing around the topic. I think it's a weird topic for most people to even you know chat about because it's it's we keep it so quiet. Um. Uh huh. Well, I I mean I'm not here to talk about the you know the you know the cultural aspect of whether people should be using it or mm-hmm. whether we should have discussions about it. I'm talking about. Um, whether there should be boundaries about uh, how uh, the, the the prescriptions, the getting getting permission or approval for the prescription. Well, wasn't there didn't wasn't there a fraud? And correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be. But wasn't there a kind of a little bit of a ring that people suspected was going on with the city and uh, selling? That was, on our, that was on orthotics. That was orthotics. Well, that brings me to the orthotics uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit uh, so here's an arrangement generous. Where- I'll get, this is another example where we think we we're looking for reasonable cost containment. So for so in this circumstance, um, if you're if you uh, work for the city and you have kids um, under the age of 18, uh, your kids can order an unlimited number of orthotics, and they're expensive. Like a pair of orthotics can run you 500 bucks, right? Yep. And so you know there are examples where kids in in any in a 12 month calendar year have bought upwards of 10 pairs of orthotics. That's ridiculous. My husband needs orthotics. He's like he thought three a year was generous so, from a previous benefits package. So we we t- you know what we're talking you know what we think is easy to resolve, but apparently not. Is let's get some boundaries around orthotics. Let's, and and what are you proposing? Well, we're we're proposing uh, to have a discussion about that to get that number down from unlimited. Yes, it seems yeah. it seems reasonable. And then the next thing we're talking about is sick days, um, the number of sick days that um, half, half days. So half days don't count. 
Um, so wait a minute. If I have a tummy ache in the morning and I can't be here for my show, which happens in the morning, I say I can't get in, but I'll come in for the afternoon and just do yeah. whatever in the office. It doesn't count as, as uh, those hours are not counted for sick sick leave? No, and the, those, wow. occurrence, those occurrences are going up. Well, I guess so. So that's a cost to us, and we'd like to get some control over that. Okay, what would you like to see? We'd like to see it counted in, in your sick bank. So where's the biggest sticking point here with the union right now? Um, so, uh, <laughs> we're, I mean, th- those are three examples. We're at the table bargaining right now and discussing ways to get around this. We think some of those are a few examples where we think the, the, um, the union should be working with us. Um, and we're, we're hopeful. I mean, we still, we, we still got to talk about wages, um, and there's some uh, parental leave issues. So there are a number of issues on the table. Those are those are just a few of the ones that we think that we should be able to get resolved. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want to go for we don't want to have a work stoppage. We don't want to uh, be in a situation where you know the garbage our 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 garbage workers or collectors go on strike. That 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 sucks. Right? <laughs> we did that in 2010. Um, and so uh, we don't want to be in that position, and that's why uh, we're going through this process. And both position, both parties will be in a position to strike, uh, strike or lock out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you one thing for sure: we're not going to be. We're, this this is not going to last forever. Um, and one of the reasons why this is coming to a head now is because we will not be in a position uh, when, as as David Miller put us in, where we're going to have a summer strike with stinky, smelly garbage. Well, and you're also cash strapped. And we're cash strapped, and we're you know we're we're going through the budget right now, so we're in a position where we're we're a great employer. We respect our workers. I would we, say you're a great employer. You have unlimited um, Viagra and orthotics. Um, and we think we think um, there's a reasonable deal to be had, and mm-hmm. we 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 hope the union comes to their senses and that we can strike a fair bargain. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Denzel. Have a great afternoon. You too. Bye bye. Senzel Menon Wong, who is a deputy mayor, he also is the chair of the city's collective bargaining subcommittee. Holy moly. I, you know what kills me about these negotiations? When you look inside the negotiations a little more is the fact that if people have stuff, they never want to give it away. It's like if I, I had that before, so I get to keep it. Guess what? Life constantly is in flux. It changes. You don't always get to keep your performance-enhancing drugs on the back of the city. But I have to say, I, you would think if we have such a generous um, plan for um, juicing, performance-enhancing drugs, as they call it, the Viagra, <laughs> should we not have the happiest city workers in the world? Or the like, tiredest. Should... Yeah, that's a good point. They might be just exhausted. <laughs>